Welcome everyone to the Hot Tag Hooligans Wrestling Podcast Show with myself, Aaron, and Tom. And on this episode, hey, we're getting pretty lucky here because not only is she the FWE Women's Champion, but she is also the new AIWF Mid-Atlantic Women's Champion as well. It is Clara. Get those belts out. You know you got them. There it is. There we go. Clara two belts. Yes, sir. So let, let's talk about this, okay? Because it's very rare that a competitor may hold multiple titles for multiple promotions. And here you are at a early stage of your wrestling career and you have two titles. So how does that feel? Honestly, it's, I never in a million years thought that this would happen because I'm not even a year in. So this is just really crazy. And it's so far beyond what I ever imagined for myself. Um, so I'm just on cloud nine right now. I'm still expecting to wake up and the titles to just be gone. So it's still in that, like, is it real? Is it not? Like, I'm still in shock. So in a best case scenario, where did you think that your career would be at year number one? Honestly, I thought that maybe I would be in the contendership for titles, but I didn't think that I would win two titles within the span of like two weeks. So that everything's just coming really quickly. Um, and I'm super thankful and super blessed. Um, it's just really crazy. And the FWE one is really impressive because you were able to take that one from someone a lot of fans across the world know, Rachel Ellering. So tell us a little bit about stepping in the ring with someone who's a second generation wrestler uh, in the business like herself. Mm -hmm. It was such an awesome learning experience for me because um, she's the most experienced wrestler that I've been in the ring with so far. Um, so it was I just literally sat there and listened to her speak about all the stories that she had and she answered all the questions that I had. And it was just amazing to get in there with somebody like her because she's very athletic, very competitive. So it was a very good match. And um, I feel like with that match, I really proved that I belong and I can hang with the best. Um, so that was very, very fun for me. Now, how has your experiences been working for multiple prom promotions at the same time? Um, do they, do they, you know, allow you to kind of, you know, do they, they know you're working for other promotions. So do you work out that scheduling with both of them? How does that work? So uh, since I'm the champion for two promotions now, I prioritize those two promotions over the other promotions that I do. Um, just because when you're the champ, you you're kind of obligated to show up and represent. Um, thankfully, FWE and AIWF run the next FWE shows in December. So I have a lot of time to like hang out with AIWF and do what I need to do there. Um, but the guys at AIWF are super amazing and they're super flexible with my schedule. So I just let the promoters know what's going on and just keep them in the loop of where I'm going to be. And it's pretty easy to work out a good schedule with them. A lot of talent that we have on the show uh, began watching wrestling as far as television, WWE, or WCW, depending on how old some of the talent we have on are. And they had no idea about the independent wrestling promotions at all. And so when they were trying to break into the business, they would be shocked to know that maybe there was a wrestling promotion right around the corner from their house and they had never heard of it. So in your experience growing up, were you kind of aware of the world of independent wrestling? 
I was. I ever since I can remember, I would watch wrestling because I had two brothers growing up. I was the middle, so I was outnumbered. So whatever they wanted to watch, we would watch. Um, so I just remember seeing Shawn Michaels on the TV one day, and I just fell in love, and I became obsessed, and I just wanted to get as much wrestling in as I can on a daily basis. So I would just sit on YouTube and just watch any and every wrestling. And I grew up in North Carolina and it's a big wrestling state. Um, so there was a lot of independent wrestling around and I had a babysitter that would take me to independent shows because he was a referee for one of um, the local independent wrestling shows in Charlotte. Um, so that was kind of how I got into indie wrestling. And then I would just study up on that just so that you know, the things you see in WWE are different from the crowd of the WWE is different from working a crowd on the independence. Like there's things you can do on TV that you can't do if there's no cameras around. Um, Cause working the crowd is different from working a camera. So I feel like um, attending the indie shows that don't have a camera set is very, very important for people if they want to take the indie route into wherever they want to be. So with this being a, you know, a relatively short time, you being in the business, mm -hmm. um, is there things that have come up in this first year that kind of took you by surprise uh, as far as your training and just the business aspect of things? Um, the business aspect of things, it's very hard for women's wrestlers on the indies, especially to find bookings. Um, just because although wrestling is growing for women, it's still very limited for women. Um, so there are some shows that will only have one woman on the card, whereas there's other shows that will have only women's wrestling. Um, so that I wasn't really, I knew it would be hard, but I didn't think it would be this hard, you know, because um, you, you still have to, it's still an uphill battle kind of for the women. Um, so that was kind of a little rough and I'm still trying to find a way to deal with all of that but that's really um the main thing that because I was trained by Dr. Tom Pritchard he was my original trainer and um he he let us know what it was like for women on the, in the wrestling scene um but he's a man so there's only so much he can tell me about women's wrestling um so that's just something that I have to figure out as I go on with my career now were you blessed to have um quite a few women actually in your training classes or was it more or less men? Um, there was counting me, there was three women and then the rest were men. I want to say like 12 men. And that, and that seems to be a problem across the board. I mean, it really does. Um, you know, I'm, I'm working on an all women's book right now. And a lot of the women have told me that in their training classes, it was typically all men. And then, as this kind of like evolution of women's wrestling that bears its head a little bit, there would start to be little patches here and there, little patches here and there. But it feels like to them that they're learning to work women as they're actually in their matches at shows instead of actually training. Right. Yeah. And a, a biggest thing that I noticed in training is that right now where I'm at now, I'm the only girl in the training class um and all the guys are six feet and above I'm five five so they're towering over me and they don't want to hit me because they don't want to hurt me and I'm just like you can hit me like I'm gonna be okay I promise so that's kind of the biggest struggle right now because if they don't hit me I'm not gonna be able to get better or learn um so it's 
kind of on both parts. The men need to get over being scared of hitting me. And I just need to understand their point of view. And we just both need to be patient on both parties. Now, do you feel like there's positives for training with men? Uh, yes. Uh, the positive is the intensity because they all like go very hard. Like they think that they need to gas out and like the warm-ups for class and I'm like you guys need to relax like they're just going super hard I'm like we need to pace ourselves um but that's one good thing because a lot of people you know have hot starts in their matches and it helps me build my cardio up and pace myself um so that's one good thing and um it just really helps me bringing out my personality because the men always want to be the center of attention and being the only girl, they're kind of going to push me away. So if I want to be heard, I need to be louder and be bigger than them with my personality. Yeah. Uh, but you know what you said, like they're scared of taking a hit from you, but mm -hmm. you can actually, you actually have an MMA background. Uh, I do. So maybe they're just scared of the repercussions of what you may give them as a receipt later on. Maybe that happened last week in training. We had a guy that was being, um, he was being a little too scared and he ended up stiffing me a few times on accident because he was scared to hit me. And he actually hit me a little too hard. Um, and then our coach was like, she's going to give you a receipt if you don't get it together. And then he was like, okay, let me relax a little bit. Yeah, so one of the reasons I, why I wanted to have you on the show is because we really enjoy Combat Fights Unlimited. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, we've we've worked out a really good partnership with them, and we love the talent. And I feel like that promotion is so different from a lot of other promotions that are out there because they do bring in women with backgrounds in MMA, and the realistic part of it is really there. So what really intrigues you about working for them? Um, so growing up, I did jujitsu my whole life. Um, so I'm very, I'm very competitive. And when I saw them and I was approached by them, I saw it, I, I feel like they are, the women there are very competitive. Um, so I'm, that's one thing that I'm very excited to do because the main thing I miss about jujitsu is the grit and how hard it is, how the women really go harder than the men sometimes. Um, so that was the biggest thing that really intrigued me because I, I'm craving that, uh, that competition side of it again. Now, did you ever find yourself having trouble with uh, transitioning from the MMA background to the, the sport of pro wrestling or was it actually made it easier for you? Some aspects have been easier because a lot of the movements we do in MMA, we also do in pro wrestling. Um, but the biggest thing is just learning, um, learning to pace myself. Cause in, in MMA, you're learned to like, when you see an inning, you need to like go for the kill basically. Whereas in pro wrestling, you need to pace yourself and draw things out and paint the canvas, you know, and in, in MMA, I would just be in one spot and try to keep you in one spot. Um, but in pro wrestling, you got to be all over the place. So was UFC uh, and MMA actual fighting something that intrigued you earlier on? Or is it just something that never really intrigued you? Honestly, I there was a point in my life where I wanted to be in the UFC. And I feel like my my mom really pushed for me to stick to jujitsu and MMA, which is kind of weird. <laughs> um, but it only lasted for, I want to say, a month because when I was in my jiu-jitsu class pro wrestling would always be in the back of my mind but when i'm in a wrestling ring 
I don't really think about jujitsu unless I get asked about it. So that's how I knew like, this is what I meant to do. And jujitsu could just be a hobby. If you could have fought one person in the UFC though, who mm -hmm. would you have wanted to fight? Amanda Nunez, because I feel like she is definitely the, probably the greatest woman's fighter to ever be in the UFC. Um, so it'd be very, very nice to be able to test myself against her and see, see what I'm capable of. Cause maybe I'd surprise myself a little bit. I, I was actually in attendance. Uh, Amanda Nunez fought Sarah McMahon and Sarah McMahon was actually the favorite. And that's, this is where Nunez beat her and then went on this long streak to become the champion. It's mm -hmm. kind of weird that how sometimes in MMA, people just come out of nowhere. Right. Uh, you, you don't think that they're big and bad. I mean, Chris Weidman really against Anderson Silva. I mean, there's all types of people uh, who always have a puncher's chance. Uh, so do you feel like that if you were to have fought Nunez, you would try to got it on the ground or would you would try to stand with her? Honestly, I don't know because everybody that's been punched by her says she hits like a man, like she punches as hard as some of the guys. So I don't really like being punched in the face, but her jujitsu game is also really good. So I don't, I think I just need to pray and just hope for the best, honestly, but I would take it to the ground and we could have a nice little back and forth. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to get uh, hit in the face by Amanda Nunez either, but yeah. I'm not saying that there wasn't like $3 million on the line Right. To take a strike by Amanda Nunez. I may not take a strike from her, but. Mm -hmm. That's true. So <clears throat> do you look at the, you know, the professional wrestling world as it is today and see all of these former MMA uh, fighters that have made their way to um, WWE and AEW, does that give you some kind of inspiration that that is a, um, something that they look at as a um, specialty that they look for talent to come in that has that background? Mm -hmm. Definitely, yeah. It's very it's very exciting to see because like back when I was younger, there was only Brock Lesnar and Ken Shamrock that were the MMA guys in pro wrestling. Um, so now there's Shayna Baszler, there's Marina Shafir, there's so many other women on the indies. There's Janai Kai, who did, um, I think she did kickboxing, I think, if I'm correct. Um, and it's just so awesome to see, like, because of their background in MMA and combat sports, they're getting all these opportunities because people see that women can hang because they grew up competing against men. And so it's they're paving the way, and it's very very nice to know that that's one thing that they look at and it's very nice to know that it's one thing I'm very good at so hopefully one day when I do get that opportunity um, I'm able to show that I'm I'm able to be there and to hang with their top guys Go ahead, yeah nothing against uh, anybody that gets into pro wrestling that's never done MMA but it's it's kind of like a something special when they have that background and then you see them on it gives them some sort of um, legitimacy right. that you know that they're going to be something special and they're going to be tough and it has some kind of a, a different uh, feeling to it and I think it's kind of special right yeah exactly that's one thing I hear a lot um, in training is that they always tell me they're like you have you know what you're doing you know how to hurt somebody if you really want to and that's one thing that I I take a lot of pride in um, because a lot of people that I go against don't 
don't have that type of background. So it's very nice, especially with chain wrestling too. I take a lot of pride in my chain wrestling because a lot of people don't know how to chain. Um, so I take a lot of pride in that because if anybody does want to chain and when they come into our training school, they always say, oh, go with Clara. She'll be able to take care of you. And I take a lot of pride in that. It's the believability factor though. I right. Mean, and, that's, and that's the one thing I think sometimes wrestling is missing. And, and I like to get your opinion on this. We watch a specific match. Someone gets tombstone, 17 super kicks through a table, you know, right. that's, on, that's on fire. And then they kick out. Mm-hmm. But then it seems like when they do market those former MMA guys, the matches are like that. And it's believable. Right. They, they kind of book the matches a little bit like that. You kind of feel that way watching it? I do. Yeah. And the, the big spotty matches, if it's, if it's the right way, then it's entertaining, but I was trained by Dr. Tom and he's very old school. So he, he told us a nut shot is a finish. And then sometimes in in the Indies, you see a nut shot as the opening and you're like, what is going on? (laughs) So um, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird to see, you know, you see three Canadians in one match and then the next match you see an MMA guy and then it gets finished quickly in a very like technical match. So it's kind of weird. You need to find the balance between the two. Um, so it's just, I don't know. It's just weird. I still don't understand either. Do you have someone that you like to watch that's also currently wrestling right now, uh, to try to find some inspiration within matches or whether it be psychology or anything of that nature? Mm-hmm. Right now, um, I love watching Janai Kai. Um, I met her a few weeks ago. We were on the same show, but we didn't get to work together, unfortunately. Um, I would absolutely love to work with her just because I feel like our styles together would make for an amazing match. And just how the way that she uses her skill set and her facials in her matches are just amazing. And I feel like everybody could learn from her. She's phenomenal. I love her. So with everything going on, multiple promotions, and you know the the training that it takes to be able to continue to get better and do things like that what are you doing in your downtime do you have time for anything else um when i'm not in the ring i'm either at the gym or i'm watching wrestling so it's it's always something to do with wrestling no tv shows that that's your guilty pleasures anything not really. I mean, I tried to watch Stranger Things, but I fell asleep, not because it was a bad show, but just because I was so exhausted from doing all these other things. I really just don't have time. Like, it's that, just the conversation was about to go really south really quick. I was like, what? You know, but I've heard some people say that, you know, they couldn't just get into Stranger Things. I thought the season was really well done. Um, there's just so much on TV. You know, I, here lately, I have gone back and like over the weekend, I spent a lot of time this weekend because I couldn't find nothing to watch that intrigued me, watching some older independent wrestling shows from this past year and just trying to watch some talent because that's what we like to do. We like to bring people talent that maybe they might not have heard of yet, but they're going to soon. And, you know, when I looked at you and talking about your background and just a year in and look how well you're doing so far. I'm not the jinx you and hopefully no one's going to take those titles from you soon. They Uh, won't. Don't worry. (laughs) But for year two for you, what is a go for you for year number two? For year number two, I would love to wrestle in Japan. That's always been a dream of mine because I 
I've always loved Japanese wrestling. I've always loved New Japan and All Japan and Big Japan, all the Japanese promotions. Um, so that's definitely the biggest goal for year number two. Anyone on your hit list uh, that you would like to get in the ring with in Japan? Anybody and everybody. Man or woman, I'm ready for them all. You know, we hear we hear a lot of a lot of talent that that like to go over to Japan. Uh, is there something that really intrigues you about the Japanese style? Um, it was just how hard hitting they were, and you could tell a lot of them also have um, MMA backgrounds, whether it be in Muay Thai or kickboxing or karate, whatever. You can tell a lot of them their striking is very good. Um, so just how hard hitting they are and how gritty they are. That was what really intrigued me about it. I always find watching uh, Japanese wrestling as the fans are so intelligent. Mm-hmm. They understand what's, I mean, there are certain matches that in Japan work and they'll be four and five stars, but if you took them to the States, people would boo. They don't right. have the American fans sometimes don't have the patience for the buildup. Like Japanese matches are kind of laid out. Mm-hmm. So, so whenever you're laying out a match, and the mm-hmm. things in your mind are spinning on what you want to do and what you don't want to do. Is there a certain process that you go through? I, when I first, I'm just a year in, so I'm still learning a lot about laying out my matches and stuff. But lately, what's been working best for me is just getting the bones of a match and then listening to the crowd. Um, because a lot of times people lay out like A through Z what they want to do and then the crowd won't be in it, but then they keep going instead of listening to the crowd. Um, and that's kind of what kills their match, even if in their head it's the greatest thing ever to the crowd. If they're not in it, then it's just not good. Um, so for me, I like to just get basic points that I want to get in there and then just listen to the crowd and go from there. Now, looking at promotion wise in the States. Is there a promotion that you have on your radar for this upcoming year? I would love to be a regular on Future Stars of AML. Um, I had one match on there. It was a tag team match, and it went great. And I would just love to really be one of the pillars of that show. Well, Clara, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I want to give you a chance to plug your social media or if you got any merchandise or anything you want to plug, here's your shot. Um, so on Instagram, I mainly post on Instagram. I'm trying to get better at Facebook because Dr. Tom yelled at me about it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, but my Facebook is Clara Paulo, C-L-A-R-A-P-A-U-L-O. And then my Instagram is at Clara Wrestling. Um, I'm mainly active on Instagram. So if y'all want to reach out, I'm going to mainly be on there and then merch. I am working on merch designs because people have been asking. Um, I want to say within the next month, hopefully I will have some at the shows that you guys can purchase. Um, and yeah, just thank you guys so much for the opportunity and thank you to all the fans for the support. Um, and these belts are going to stay with me for a while. So don't worry. And I'll have plenty more. I'm aiming to have at least four. Um, I'm coming for all the promotions in North Carolina. I'm taking all the women's championships. So I'm very excited for that. Again, she'll be appearing for Combat Fights Unlimited as well. She's the FWE women's champion and the AIWF Mid-Atlantic women's champion and future champion of everywhere in North Carolina. It's Clara. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you for having me. All right. For myself and Tom, make sure y'all are doing what y'all need to do. Hit the subscribe button. 
Uh, give us a like on all of our social media platforms. We appreciate it greatly, as always. Go over to Pro Wrestling Tees. We have some new T-shirts that dropped uh, just a week or two ago. I've actually got one on one now. You can't see it all, but uh, appreciate all the support. And they're the lowest prices we've ever had them at $16.99. So um, get yourself some gear, and we'll be on the lookout for Claire's gear as well because uh, we need to support our local talent all across uh, the country because uh, – that's where a lot of them kind of make some money. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, it's through the merchandise sales. And we want to make sure that we're supporting them so uh, they can continue to chase their dreams. So for myself and Tom, we appreciate y'all greatly. And for Clara, everyone have a good night and we will see y'all next week.